Okay, so today the topic um, of this message is called Our Heart and the Stuff. Our Heart and the Stuff. And we're going to start in First Chronicles chapter 28, verses 1 through 7. We're going to read verses 1 through 7 and then 8 through 10. Let me know when you're there, please. Verse 1. Now David assembled at Jerusalem all the leaders of Israel, the officers of the tribes and the captains of the divisions who served the king, the captains over thousands and captains over hundreds, and the stewards over all the substance and possessions of the king and his sons, with the officials, the valiant men, and all the mighty men of valor. Then King David rose to his feet and said, Hear me, my brethren and my people. I had it in my heart to build a house of rest for the ark of the covenant of the Lord and the footstool of our God and had made preparations to build it. But God said to me, You shall not build a house for my name because you have been a man of war and have shed blood. Verse 4, however, the Lord God of Israel chose me above all the house of my father to be king over Israel forever. And he has chosen Judah to be the ruler. And of the house of Judah, the house of my father, and among the sons of my father, he was pleased with me to make me king over all Israel. Verse 5, and of all my sons, for the Lord has given me many sons. He has chosen my son Solomon to sit on the throne of the kingdom of, of the Lord over his, of the kingdom of the Lord over Israel. Now he said to me, "It is your son Solomon who shall build my house and my courts, for I have chosen him to be my son, and I will be his father. Moreover. I will establish this kingdom, his kingdom forever, if he is steadfast to observe my commandments and judge, uh, my judgments as it is this day. Alright, let's stop there. So if you gather from this reading here, David is standing up with all the leadership and to the people of Israel making a proclamation. Stated what God has done in his life. God made it, chose him to be king. God specifically told him, even though David was preparing to build a place or a temple to hold the ark, God specifically said, you are not going to build this temple. You are not going to build this. He said, I have chosen your son to build the temple. Who's, now, who is doing all the choosing? God's doing the choosing. God said, I have chosen you, David, to be king. I have chosen your son to take over. And I have chosen your son to build my, this temple. So just understand, God is doing the choosing. We must always remember that. In our life, remember we always talk about purpose and why we are here. Just make sure we are doing what we are called to do. <laughs> That's big. Always pay attention. Am I called to do this? Amen. Now let's go from verse 8 now. Verse 8 to 10. 
Now therefore, because of all I just said to you, in the sight of all, of all Israel, the assembly of the Lord, and in the hearing of our God, be careful to seek out all the commandments of the Lord your God, that you may possess this good land and leave it as an inheritance for your children after you forever. What is he saying? Be careful to seek out all the commandments. So who has to do the seeking? The people. Be careful to seek out the commandments of the Lord that you may what? Possess this good land and leave it as an inheritance. So there is something you have to do to maintain your inheritance. Jesus didn't say this lightly in when he said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And he said, All these things shall be added unto you. There is a reason why. God is saying here, Seek out my commandments. Get to know what my requirements are. Get to know me. Get to know what, is my, what are my expectations of you. So that you can do what? You may possess this good land. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. If you don't seek him, if you don't seek to know him, if you don't seek to know what his expectations are of you, how do you expect him to, to keep meeting your needs? You can't be dumb and you can't be blind and you can't be stupid. Because there's another place that's saying in the scripture, my people are destroyed because of what? A lack of knowledge. How do you, what is the lack of knowledge? Ignorance. It's not stupidity, it's ignorance because you don't have knowledge. And if you don't have knowledge, why don't you have knowledge? Because you're not what? Seeking knowledge. Knowledge is not going to come to you by osmosis. Knowledge comes by study. If you want to be an accountant, you want to be a dentist, how do you become a dentist or an accountant? It just don't happen. You've got to study. Amen. Amen. If you want to possess this land, seek, you've got to seek me out and know what my requirements are. So you can keep possessing this and leave it as an inheritance. Verse 9. Now, this is what, now, the, now, the, now David's talking to Solomon now. He said, as for you, my son. As for you, my son. Now he's talking to everybody before, which includes his son. But now he's looking at Solomon and he said, as for you, my son, Solomon. Know the Lord, know the, know the God of your father. Get to know this God that I'm serving. And serve him with a loyal heart and with a willing mind. For the Lord searches all the hearts and understands all the intent of the thoughts. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will cast you off. Well, let me stop right there. What is he saying here? Son, this is what you got to do. Get to know him. Get to know this God that I'm serving. That I have been serving. I'm serving with a, with a royal heart and with a willing mind. What does that say? You can't serve him half-heartedly. Because number one, he chose you to be king. And he chose you to build this temple. None of that is going to be easy. Ruling these people are not going to be easy. Building this temple is not going to be easy. Even though I have made preparation. 
I have, I have made all the, the gold and the, the, the wood, whatever you need to build it. I have prepared it. But building this thing is not going to be easy. So you not only have to get to know this God, but you have to serve, be loyal to Him. What is, what is that loyalty to Him? To your call. Loyal to your call because you have been chosen to be king and you have been chosen to build this temple and dedicate it. So you have to be loyal to the call. You can't just sit back and say, I don't feel like serving God today. Or I don't feel like, you guys take, take the next five months off. We ain't working on this temple. No. You have to be loyal to the call. That's what it means to be loyal to Him. Loyal to God. And, what was the other thing? And with a willing mind. A willing mind. You can't be lazy. He said, for the Lord searches all the hearts and understands all the intents of the thoughts. You can't con God. God knows what's in your, your intent of your heart. He knows what your motives are. He knows if you, you're trying to brown nose Him. Or He knows if you're really loyal to Him and you want to please Him and serve Him. Acting on the call on your life. There's, there's some really important things we got to remember here. Solomon, he didn't call Solomon to be a, a, a king for, to go fight wars. He, I called you to rule, rule my people and I called you to build this temple. So be faithful to the call. He knows. He searches all the heart. He searches all the hearts. God search our hearts. And he understands all the intents and thoughts. The intent and the, of the thoughts. If you seek him, he will be found by you. If you seek him, you will find him. That's what it's saying. If you seek him, you will find him. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. What is that saying? If you seek the kingdom of God, you will find it. You have to pursue you have to pursue it. It's not going to happen by osmosis. And God watches. God knows. God knows the intents of people's heart. Whether things, whether you feel like it or you don't. Whether you, you, it's a, you're having a good day or a bad day. You are consistent to seeking the things of God. You're consistent in trying to know Him. To get Him to know Him. To have fellowship with Him. Because He is your refuge. He is your focus. He is your love. He is your, 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 your main focus. You want Him. You desire Him. And He knows your heart. He knows it. He knows if you want, really want Him or if you just want stuff. You want to know Him just to get stuff from Him. God knows that. And God doesn't acknowledge those kind of prayers. If He knows you're just there to, to, to like, treat Him like an ATM machine. He knows. Because you're double-minded. You're not loyal. Your, the intents and thoughts of your heart are for selfish. So he's not going to answer those prayers. Anyhow. Verse 10. He said, Consider now, for the Lord has chosen you to build a house for the sanctuary. And he said what? Be strong and do it. Because David is saying, it's not going to be easy. He said, be strong and do it. What the Lord has called you to do. Suck it up. Stand firm. Stand strong. Keep at it. And do it until it's finished. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Second Chronicles chapter 7. And we're just going to pick up now 
after David's finished building this temple now. I'm going to start at verse 12. Second Chronicles chapter 7, we're starting at verse 12 to 22. So we just read, David gives Solomon a charge, and he told him what his, what his responsibilities are, and what the expectations are. That's clearly laid out. And before we get, now before Solomon finished, the, the Lord asked him, what do you want? He said, Lord, I want wisdom and I want knowledge to rule these people. And the Lord said, because you didn't ask for wealth, you didn't ask for long life, you didn't ask for all this stuff, I give you all, the other, all that other stuff. I give you wealth, I give you, the Lord give him all that. Because what? His heart. Mind you, you see the heart of Solomon. You see the heart of Solomon. Now watch this. Let's go to Second Chronicles chapter 7 verse 12. You ready? Now this is the Lord now speaking to Solomon. Then the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said to him. Now the Lord is speaking to him through his father. Lord speaking to him directly now. He said, I have heard your prayer and I've chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. Now what's all this about? Solomon finished the temple. And now they're, if you read the, 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 the scriptures, now they're off doing offerings. And Solomon had this long prayer he was praying before all this, before the dedication. And the Lord appeared to Solomon in verse 12. He's saying, I have heard your prayer. He says, Solomon, I've heard what you were praying. And I've chosen this place. What is this place? This is this newly dedicated temple. That he spoke through David saying, Your, this is the temple I want Solomon to build. So the temple is finished and it's been dedicated. He said, I have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. Okay? When I shut up heaven and there is no rain or command the locusts to devour the land or send pestilence among my people. And he says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Now, now if you read that, that is like totally out of context. Because here in verse 12, the Lord appeared to Solomon and said, I have heard your prayer. And I have chosen this place for myself. And all of a sudden the Lord is saying, when I shut up heaven. So when means that that's something that's going to happen. When I shut up heaven and there is no rain. Or command the locusts to devour the land, send pestilence. So the Lord has already given him a, pre, a preview of what is going to happen. So what does that tell you? These people are not going to continue the way they are continuing right now. They are going to fall away. <laughs> He's just telling them. But anyhow. Verse 15, he said, Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to prayer made in this place. The Lord said, This is this house you just filled, this temple, it is a place for myself, a house of sacrifice. He said, So now what happened? He said, I will, my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to any prayer made in this place. Why? Because it's sanctified to me. For now, verse 16, I have chosen and sanctified this house. Who sanctified it? The Lord. He said, I have chosen and sanctified this new temple you just built. I chose it. I have ordained it. Why? Because this Lord said to build it. 
So because the Lord said to build it, and Solomon did what he was instructed, the Lord said, I have sanctified this house. That my name be there forever. And my eyes and my heart will be there perpetually. I'll always be in that temple. I'll always be watching and listening for prayers. That's what the Lord is saying. Verse 17. Now the Lord is saying now, as for you, (laughs) Solomon, verse 17, if you walk before me as your father David walked, and do according to all that I have commanded you, and if you keep my statutes and my judgments, then I will establish the throne of your kingdom as I, as I covenanted with, your, with David your father, saying, You shall not fall, fail to have a man as ruler in Israel. But if you turn away and forsake my statutes and my commandments, which I have set before you, and go and serve other gods and worship them, then I will uproot them from my land which I have given them, and this house which I have sanctified by my name, I will cast out of my sight. And will make it a proverb and a byword among all the peoples. And as for this house which is exalted, everyone who passes by will be astonished and say, Why has the Lord done thus to this land and this house? Then they will answer, Because they forsook the Lord God of their fathers who brought them out of the land of Egypt and embrace other gods, and worship them, and serve them. Therefore, he has brought all this calamity on them. What does all that say? The Lord is speaking to Solomon and telling him. Yes, he's going to tell him what is going to happen. And there are conditions now. Now David, years ago, told him, Son, as for you, this is what you got to do. Be loyal to the Lord. Get to know him. And serve him with a willing mind. The temple is built now. Sacrifices offered. Solomon may give a prayer. Now you would think everything is kosher. Everything is okay. Mm-hmm. I have built my the temple for the Lord. The Lord is pleased with it. Look what the Lord says. I have chosen this place for myself. As a house of sacrifice. And, in, and he said here. This house is sanctified. And my name will be here forever. My eyes and my heart will be there perpetually. And then what did the God tell him? God told him in, in, in verse 18. In verse 17. If you walk me. So you've got to continue walking before me. It, you don't, not because you build this temple. It's, it's done. You've got to continue walking before me. And he says. You've got to keep doing all according to what I have commanded and keep my statutes and my judgment. So this temple and this place for it to be an inheritance to your because we read before what you have to do for it to be inherited to be so you can possess it and for it to be an inheritance. He's telling him here you gotta keep walking upright before me. Because if you don't, everybody's gonna be shaking their head because the people in this land will be uprooted and this temple is going to be destroyed. So what does that say? Does God really care about the temple? The temple is only as valuable to God as the heart of the people serving Him. Because if the people's heart aren't right, He doesn't care about the sacrifices in the temple. He is nowhere in it. He's nowhere in it. 
God cares about our heart, not the stuff. I don't care how much stuff you had yesterday or you have today. If you have the stuff but your heart is right, God don't care about the stuff. He will uproot you and, up and take the stuff from you. Amen. That's why he told, even though Solomon was walking upright, Solomon built the temple. He's doing everything he's supposed to do. And God still tell him, if you, if, you got to keep walking. You got to keep walking upright before me because as the king goes, so goes the people. Because if the king is not serving God, if the king is not seeking to know God, the king will do whatever. Whatever he does, if he starts serving idols, the people are going to start serving idols. So the Lord has said, as for you, because you set the tone. In a household, the father, if he's there's a father in the house, he sets the tone for the house. If he's not serving God and worshipping God, what do you expect the kids to do? So the Lord says, I have heard your prayer and chosen this place for myself. As I said, if people's hearts aren't right, don't worry about the stuff. God will, God will bless you. you know, you're serving God. You see, this is the thing people forget. You're serving God and you accomplish something and then you sit and you start to get seduced and drawn away. As quickly it took this all this time to seek God and serve Him and do what He called you to do. And then you see people fall away. Why? Because their heart is off. They dis- they distracted. They're seduced by their own fame or their own account by their by the accomplishment. Forgetting that God is the one. Number one, God called, chose, you accomplish it. And then what? Be careful about people. People will try and build you up. People try and massage your ego. You got to watch these things. You got to humble yourself. You got to humble yourself in the sight of God. And don't allow people. Because that's what the enemy will do. And then later you find out how, how, what happened to Solomon later. You wonder how he came from that to this. The Lord would easily root up the people. And you saw what happened. He said here. Verse 13. When I was shut up heaven. If you read later what happened with children of Israel. And what they had to go through. He turned. The Lord is not afraid to turn everything upside down. Your house could be in order. Life is going good. You start straying. Don't be surprised. When your house gets turned upside down. When you start. You know. Jobs be. You start losing contracts. You start losing Whatever, things are being pulled out from under you. All the things you idolize are starting to go and fall away. Don't be surprised. Because the Lord never ever does these things without warning. He will warn you. He will talk to you. He will have other people talk to you. And then He will keep quiet if you don't, what? Repent. If you don't repent and turn back to Him. Then He keeps quiet. And then the next thing you know. Once He keeps quiet, you know the bottom is getting ready to fall out from under you. How do I know that? From experience. Okay? And it's not fun. The Lord is not afraid to come in and mess up our life. He's not afraid to do it. He will do it. Why? Because He loves us. You see, and we don't get that. He loves us. That's why He will do it. So anyhow, in the new covenant, what is the temple? So we have a temple that's built. And if you read, 
when the, when the sacrifices were prepared, they say the fire of God came down and consumed all the sacrifice. And then the glory of God filled the temple. The smoke was so thick in there. Priests couldn't even go in the temple. The glory of God filled the temple. But with the new covenant, with Jesus, where is this temple? What is this temple that we're talking about? And we read it, and we know about it in Ephesians 2.22. Alright, let's go to Ephesians chapter 2 verse 22 real quick. Ephesians. Chapter 2 verses 19. We start at 19 and we'll finish at 22. Now therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and the members of the household of God. Having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. In whom the whole building, being fitted together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. What is that about? This is a spiritual house. The one we were reading about with, with, with Solomon is a physical house. A physical house, when it's, pre it's prepared... When the people's hearts are right, the glory of God and the sacrifices are prepared, the glory of God comes in and consumes the sacrifice and fills this temple. With the new covenant, the sacrifices, those sacrifices are no longer necessary. God's plan did away with that. The new temple is our bodies. The new temple is a conglomerate of all these people, Jew and non-Jew, in Christ. There is a new man formed in, this, in Christ. There is no separation. This new household of God is built up of people. You understand? So the Spirit of God, what is the sacrifices that are offered in these bodies? Is when we submit to the word of God. He said, what did he say to, to, to Solomon? Observe to do all I have commanded. What does that mean? You got to walk by faith. You got to die. You got to die to yourself. When it talks about we offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. <clears throat> Excuse me. The fruit of our lips. Giving praise. Giving thanks to God. What is it? We don't, sometimes we don't feel like praising God. Sometimes we don't feel like lifting our hands and worshipping Him. But that you do it, why? Because the Word of God says to lift up your hands. The Word of God says to open your mouth and give Him praise. The Word of God says to give Him glory. The Word of God says in all things to give Him thanks. So why? So that's why we do it. We do it by faith. And when we do it by faith, what? We are dying to our own desires. That is what it means to be a sacrifice. We are living sacrifices. So Christ came to institute a covenant where the, the, bull, the, the blood of sheep and bulls and goats does not satisfy. What he's looking for? A circumcision of the heart. He's looking for us to die. To, we put ourselves on the altar daily. We die daily. So that this body, when the... You see... God is meeting us not in the heaven by and by. He's meeting us right here in our bodies. Because our spirit and His spirit 
are in this body. So His Spirit fellowships, mingles with our spirit. So that's how He communes with us. So when we lift our hands, we lift on our hands in this earthen temple. And we sing in praises what? It's our spirit that's singing and giving glory to Him. And then He's able, when we, are, when we are into Him, and when we are worshipping Him, when we give ourselves to Him, His glory rises up in us and fills us with Himself. Do you understand what I'm saying? So it's the same thing in the temple. He comes in when the, everything is right and ready, and He fills, he, take, he accepts the sacrifice, and He fills the temple with His glory. The same thing when we lift our voice and we, we offer up our praise and thanksgiving to Him because our hearts are clean. It's acceptable to Him. And then He comes in and fills this temple, this earthen vessel with His glory. So He's doing that now at a corporate level. Because He's building this household which is made up of people. Everyone having their own gift. And He's fitting it so that when everyone is working and everybody's heart is clean and they offer up and they not only offer up sacrifice and worship and praise with their lips but in what they're doing because they have been chosen and called to do certain things in the body. So it's acceptable to Him. So then He, when He sees that, He comes in and He fills not only individually but corporately with His glory. It's the same, it's, you see, one is a physical house and one is a spiritual house. Amen. So that's in the new covenant. That is what's happening. God don't care about the stuff. He cares about our heart. He cares about our intents and our motives. Are we doing the Father's business? Are we doing what we have been called and chosen to do in this time? That is something I always have to ask myself. Hey, don't get off track. What has the Lord called you to do? Just keep doing that. Because when I'm doing what He's called me to do, I'm saying, I am loyal to you, Lord. I am faithful to you. Because this is what you called me to do. You don't call me to run for mayor. You don't call me to, to run for governor. That's not what you called me to do. That's none of my business. That's somebody else's calling. It's none of my business. So through Christ, God has chosen. You understand? We were chosen. And sanctified in our bodies, why? By Christ. As the same way the temple is sanctified. God doesn't care about our stuff. He cares about our heart. 